0: Hi, I'm Lori Tishnai, and I'm the owner of Computer Concept, and you're listening to The Lake Forest Podcast.
1: Welcome to The Lake Forest Podcast, a podcast about the lovely city of Lake Forest, featuring topics like local news, sports, music, people, and food. My name is Pete, and I'm joined by my co-host, Scoo Walker. We both live in Lake Forest. Hey, we got a sponsor for the show, NeuroNoodle. Hey, parents of athletes, your kids get a physical every year, right? Well, include a brain map so you have a baseline to compare it to in case something happens. It takes only 20 minutes to get the data you need to know if your athlete should get back on the field. And, Sku, if your athlete's getting back on the field, they should make sure they're insured, right? Know of any good insurance companies? Of insurance groups. Absolutely. They've got your back. Why? Because that's what friends are for. Okay, one of the things we like to do on this show is to put some uh, spotlight on our local businesses. And today we're joined by Lori Tishnai, owner of Computer Concepts USA. Hey, Lori, thanks for coming on the show today.
0: Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here.
1: Well, it's early in the show, Lori.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm sure I'll still be happy to be here.
1: (laughs) Hey, uh, tell us about your background. Where are you from? Uh, How did you get into computers and so forth?
0: I don't want to spend the whole time talking about my history, but I, I grew up in Libertyville on the outskirts of town off of St. Mary's Road. And I ended up going to college at Lake Forest College. And everyone thinks I was a computer science major. And I was not. I was actually a politics major. And when I got out of school, yes, something, not anything related to computers, but when I got out of school, I worked at an insurance company down in the city. And after working with them, I, well, during my time of working with them, I was taking classes on computers. It was at the time when DOS computers were changing over to Windows-based technology and I was taking classes off-site and the company I was taking classes with said, hey, you seem to have a natural ability with these computers. Would you like to come and be a trainer with our company? So that's how I worked my way into learning about technology. I actually became a software trainer, and I worked with that company for a couple of years, training adults on how to use you know, software on the computers, your Microsoft Office, your Word, your Excel, and then over time, I started working and repairing computers. And as technology changed, I kept learning and expanding my skills. And, you know, lo and behold, my business today.
1: Uh, Scoot, did you used to have a Tandy 1000 uh, back in the day or a Timex? <laughs> Timex 1000?
0: <laughs> not a Tandy is, but not a Timex. But not,
1: no, not. Oh, Timex. I, I, huh?
0: I did start what, with what? a Commodore 64.
1: Oh, that was beautiful. That was a fantastic, uh, system. Fantastic. So you're a better geek squad, huh? Is that what your business is or, uh, correct me?
0: Well, I don't like to compare myself to other businesses. I think that there's enough business in the space and everybody provides something, uh, something a little bit unique and different for everybody. So I definitely am not at the scale of a geek squad, but something that that we provide is a more hands-on approach and you're not a number to us. We know who you are. We recognize your voice when you call us. I, I do have a team that helps make up computer concepts. So it's just not myself. So people don't have to be worried about, well, Lori's busy or Lori is not in town or on vacation, so she's not going to be available to help me. I have a team in place that answers the phone. Uh, it's actually, uh, my cousin actually helps me with that. So she is uh, my eyes and ears for scheduling. I think we provide a, a better, more hands-on approach where we know our clients, no one's a number. You know, we're, we're all here to, to work with you and to help calm you when something is not happening that you're expecting to happen with your computer. Everybody expects their technology to work 100% of the time. And when it doesn't work, we're that call that people make.
1: Well, the reason you're on the show was all the small businesses that we've talked to, your name has come up more than once. I never heard anybody bring up the Geek Squad. <laughs> I they, I think they were great, you know, back like 10 years ago, where, wherever it was when they started out small. But when they they blew up, it's... Uh, they they lost the hands on approach that you're you're talking about i so so you're you're a training company as well like what do you what do you train on
0: well we can train on on anything technology related so one of the things that does make us different is our ability to document and to break down technology in such a way that a, a person who's not who doesn't feel that they're technical we break it down so that they can they can take it in bite-sized steps so that they can turn around and use their technology. So we optimize it for the user to make things easy for them when they're trying to use technology, whether it's a Mac or a PC.
1: And COVID must have been a plus and a negative for you, or is it a negative and a plus? You had this big mad rush for monitors. I'm sure the, the uh, inventory was low everywhere. Then you're dealing with going to somebody's house. How did how did twenty twenty treat you, Lori?
0: Being in technology uh, myself and many of my my peers around the country, we have never been busier. And so during COVID, um, we're used to working remote, so it was still easy for us to help people remotely. It was more of a concern for people who have never worked with somebody remote and they're used to us coming to their home and working on their systems. But during the height of COVID, we were limiting our on-site visits. But we have technology that we can use to send to people to connect to their computers as if we're sitting right there with them. So we have the ability to work with people remotely pretty easily or in person, you know, depending on what the issue is. And then we would limit our on-site visits you know, and, and get regular testing just to make sure that we were safe before we would go into people's homes or, or small businesses.
1: Scoo, you, you need some computer help. How would you use Lori being, <laughs> a, it. being I, as I, IT literate as you are? Well, I, I wouldn't say I'm IT literate. My background started just like Lori's. <laughs> <laughs> Walk us through, Lori, based, a small business. Do they call you for to be their remote IT or is it more you help them with the program? all of the above, what would you do going to talk to a business to get them as a client? Mm,
0: That's a great question. Uh, So right now, should I call you offline? No, 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 no. (laughs) So we really are there to help our clients. And we do more than just technology consulting. You know, we've been in business for over 25 years. And over that course of time, we've worked with individual clients all the way up to enterprise level, uh, especially for the training training end of things. We worked with a lot of companies or corporations in the area, in the Fortune 100 caliber or you know entities. But in terms of small businesses, you know, we come in and we help them. We find out what are their pain points, and then there are some basics that everybody needs to have on their systems, whether they're a Mac or a PC. And some of those would be a backup making sure that they have business continuity or even personal continuity. All of our information today is stored on computers, You know, whether it's insurance, whether it's my will, whether it's my banking information, all of that is, and all of our pictures, right? Those are all stored on our computers. So you wanna make sure that those are backed up. In this past year, working with companies, just making sure that they could access their data remotely and to make sure that if anything happened to their office, whether they were online or offline, how could they access their information? So we're really helping people uh, with their businesses staying connected to their clients.
1: Ransomware, Laura, you do you are you dealing a lot uh, with that? Any recommendations on passwords? That's a
0: huge topic. So <laughs> yeah. one of the one of the fastest growing areas of our business is ransomware and security breaches or data breaches. What what happens and what can people do? Actually, this past year there was such an increase of ransomware and breaches due to COVID-19 because everybody wanted to stay connected with what was happening you know via email right so they get the emails mm-hmm. you know you're getting a link oh your ppp loan has been approved or here's some of the new numbers what's happening with covid so people would get this information click the link and then they would get something such as ransomware on their computers for people that aren't aware of what ransomware is today ransomware is when You click on something or somebody in your business clicks on something and it deploys a program onto your computer that encrypts everything on that computer and to any shared drive. And it can even encrypt things that are on a backup drive or Dropbox or Carbonite, or it can encrypt anything in all of these places. Uh, So making sure that you actually have a solid backup and a business recovery type backup with that is most important. And the ransomware has turned into a trillion dollar, multi-trillion dollar a year business for these threat actors.
1: Do you have any advice for for passwords? Again, we don't want free advice here, but do you have a recommendation?
0: I love sharing information. And it really just depends on the type of business that you are, if you have any type of compliance needs along with that. But in terms of passwords, no one can remember the amount of passwords that we have today. Each individual person on average in the United States has over 70 usernames and passwords that they need to remember. I don't know about you, but I have a hard time remembering what I did two hours ago, let alone what all my different passwords are. So I actually use a password manager called Passportal and it's only available through an IT professional such as myself and that's because A lot of these programs are not just plug and play. You wanna make sure that you're using them and setting them up properly. And you may need to share it throughout your organization. Uh, In terms of passwords, making sure that you're using long complex passwords, longer is better. If you're unsure about how complex your password is, there's actually a website that you can go to and it's called howsecureismypassword.net. And you can type out an example password in there and then see how long it could take an automated system or tool to break into your password. But just because you have a password manager and you're keeping your passwords long and secure, and in terms of secure, I usually tell people a minimum of 12 characters, having uppercase words, right? So one or two words usually combined together, a special character, that means an asterisk, a pound sign, a dollar sign, And then anywhere between three to six numbers along inside that password. To me, those are a secure password. It doesn't need to be complicated to type. Uh, It just needs to have those pieces. I, again, use two words together, capital letters, a special character, and numbers.
1: Now, a small business, when they call you up, do you have subscription packages? Uh, like, how does it work? Because we have a thousand people moving into the area a year, and a lot of them are small businesses. So some of are, you know, consumers. How would they use your services when they, they call you up? Hey, I need blank, so, you know, setting up an office or whatnot, a home office.
0: Great what, question. What's, how does that work? Well, we have a couple of different options uh, that work well for our clients, and we've been fine tuning this, especially this past year with COVID and making sure that people are safe and secure. So we usually charge an hourly rate uh, for most of our services. Some of our services can be flat fee. Uh, Some people, maybe they have an existing computer. Uh, I know you were talking about, you know, people not being able to get hardware. Well, getting new computers for your office or getting new technology uh, today is more expensive because there is a break in the supply chain. And so a lot of times, if you're going to go try to find a computer that you want to get, the shelves are empty or what you're specifically looking for is no longer available. So maybe upgrading your current computer is a better option. So we do help people optimize their current machines with newer solid state drives so that we would do something with a flat rate. Or if they need, uh, we call it endpoint protection, but that includes malware protection, virus protection, patching your computer. So we do offer some yearly rates on that. And then if you subscribe to our little tool that sits on your computer, so when you call and you have a question, instead of there being a minimum of 30 minutes or an hour, we can answer and resolve most of the questions and issues that people have over the phone. So if you have that piece of software on your computer, and we charge a a nominal fee for that, we then only charge then within 15 minutes as a minimum, gradually, then by the minute after that. But at least you don't have to you know, wait to have your question or issue answered and we can quickly resolve it for you.
1: And you're local. I mean, you're like Bluff. You're right here. I
0: I live locally and I work locally, but we really just help people. So when people call and and when we're starting to work with people, we'll ask them, when you take a look at their computer, you can see how much data they have. Do they have a backup? So we would recommend a backup option for them. There's different levels of backup right? And each of the each of the type of backups have a different price point. It really depends on people's risk and what they can afford. We try to work with everybody within their budget and we advise them on what would be best for their situation. So I, I know that everybody's machine needs a backup of some sort and what you can afford and how quickly you need to be back up and running. Those are the type of questions we ask when, when we're working with people.
1: Do you, do you have a, a favorite uh, backup drive? Do you like Dropbox? Do you like What are your favorite options that are out there?
0: Well, that's a great question. Dropbox, iCloud, OneDrive, SharePoint, none of those are backups. Those are all sync tools and I never consider one of them to be a backup. And many times there are backup systems that people will put in place and they'll think it's working or they'll think their sync tool is working but they don't have it configured properly. So I don't necessarily have a favorite one based upon their risk tolerance, their compliance piece, or what type of system do they have, a Mac or a PC, will depend then on the type of type of backup or business continuity we suggest for them. But in terms of drives, I can, I can definitely put a, a link in uh, for one of the hard drives that I recommend that you can just purchase on Amazon. What's crazy is that the prices of these backups, they're down today, but depending on, again, supply chain, right. the prices can go up. But We recommend a small, little, tiny drive. They're solid state drives now that we recommend so that your backup time is shortened and that people will actually back up their data because it will take less time. So I can include a couple of links of what I like to recommend. And right now the prices are around $129 for a one terabyte drive.
1: I have Dropbox. I got Apple. I got what Microsoft has. And
0: so where's your data? I, I know.
1: It's all over the place. So I keep backing up and saving it. And then I'm like, did I do it right? Did I, you know, I got three different ones out there. So uh, well,
0: all three of those are sync tools. Not one of those is actually a true backup.
1: Oh, Lori, we need your help. We yes. Need your and then, help. and
0: then where, where do you put all your passwords? So going back to that yeah. question, again, making sure that you're using secure passwords is really important. Uh, Also making sure that you have them saved properly in an encrypted place. I see a lot of people saving their passwords within their internet browser. The internet browser may be a good option, but if you're doing that within Chrome and you're logging in with your Gmail email address and you don't have what we call multi-factor authentication enabled uh, within any of your emails or banking or financial. You know, your password, even if you make your password safe and secure, it does not mean that your password is safe and secure because any place where you're using a password, that company or website may experience a breach. Have you guys heard of the Target breach, the Equifax breach, the Home Depot breach? Yahoo breach? Make, <laughs> y-
1: yes, and you're making me very nervous, Lori.
0: These <laughs> were supposed to be a happy podcast. Yes, it's still very happy because there's something that you can do about it. If you My know, that right now. <laughs> yeah, but by turning on what we call multi-factor authentication, so any of these websites can, any place where you save a password can breach your information. So making sure that you're using a different password on each site, making sure that wherever you have passwords saved, again, a browser such as Chrome or, or Edge, making sure that you have multi-factor authentication turned on. That means that not only do you need to log in with a password you need to use an app or even potentially get a text message which isn't the most secure but it's still better than not having anything enabled Right. and you have to enter then another code that's randomly generated before you can log into any of the sites and that is the number one best takeaway i can give anybody for today is to make sure that they have multi-factor authentication turned on every single account that they can
1: school you got yours turned on no I don't even know where to find it. <laughs> it's, it's good how many lines you got, Lori? It's gonna be school and I racing to call you after the show. Lori, what's it what's the best way for somebody to get a hold of you? Is it uh L-O-R-I-3-6-0.com, lori 360com Yeah, lori is that your website?
0: yeah well, Lori360.com is a great way to connect with me as a person. You can connect with me any way you want to connect with me. So I'm available on LinkedIn. I'm available personally on Facebook or my computer, Facebook. So the Lori360.com is a great way for you to download my contact information onto your phone. You can click contact and then you can download a V-card. If you don't know what a V-card is, it's basically just my address book information downloaded uh, automatically onto your system. And you can contact me there. You can get my email, text message, and uh, phone number.
1: Uh, and your phone number, 847-604-8421. Is that right?
0: Correct. Yep. That's the office number.
1: Lori, thank you so much for coming on the show.
0: You are Thanks, welcome. Laurie thank you awesome. for having me.
1: Oh, this is a good one. You made, a, you made us nervous. We, we got to <laughs> call you quick.
0: Thanks for having me. And,
1: and then we'll, let, let's uh, get ready for the phone calls.
0: <laughs> All right. We'll make sure I'm, I'm available and scheduled. And there's no boat rides this week, so I'm here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, Lori. Thank you.
0: All right. Thanks.
1: Thanks for listening to The Lake Forest Podcast. Please give us five stars on Apple Podcasts and smash that like button on Facebook, Instagram, and follow us on Twitter. Let us know what you'd like to hear about on the upcoming shows. Again, I'm Pete with my co-host, Sku Walker. We both live in Lake Forest, and I can be reached at pete at com. The link will be in the podcast notes below. Scoo, what a great show, huh? Awesome. Awesome. Make it a phone call as soon as we get off. <laughs> I'm trying to hold you. I'm dialing now. We thank you for <laughs> listening, and if you really, really like us, subscribe to us on Patreon. Five bucks gets you a scoozy. What's a scoozy? Cue the band.